Hi, podcast listeners, and welcome to the 22nd July 2021 Hong Kong Stories podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. So Hong Kong Stories hasn't been that regular in its output in the past year. You'll be surprised to hear, but live shows and free workshops were disrupted. But we're slowly getting back on track. In the meantime, we hope you're somewhere safe and happy today because this next story is going to cause a reaction. Let's hope you're not allergic. Our first story today is from Gina, who told this story at our May 2021 show that had the theme Curious. After Gina's show, we heard from X about finding lodgings for the night. Before we get to today's stories, though, a gigantic hug goes out to our loyal Hong Kong listeners. We know things don't always turn out the way we'd like them to, but keep your chin up, Hong Kong, and keep moving forward. Thanks go out to our overseas listeners as well. This week, particularly to listeners in Columbus, Ohio in the United States, Lonin in the Netherlands, and Sofia in Bulgaria. Thanks for letting our stories into your ears. Our next show will be live on the 5th of August, but tickets are long gone. Keep your eyes peeled for the 2021 Hong Kong International Literary Festival show in November. In the meantime, live workshops are starting up again. Check the website hongkongstories.com for details. And today, just for something a bit new, we have a sponsor for this episode. Introducing Rear HK. Did you know that Hong Kong wastes more than 1,500 tons of bread every day? That's why Breer is here to spearhead an anti-waste revolution. This Hong Kong-made craft beer brews planet-saving beer using the city's surplus bread. Soon, they'll launch a pale ale made from white bread in craft beer stores near you. Sounds good, doesn't it? Drink exceptional beer while helping your favorite city deal with food waste. Stay tuned and get updates on Instagram at BreerHK. That's B-R-E-E-R-H-K. And Hong Kong stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. And now with a story from our May 2021 show that had the theme curious, here is Gina. I've lived in New York for most of my adult life. And for most of my adult life, I've been living in fear. You don't know anybody personally who has been affected, but you hear these urban legends, these scary stories of horrific nightmares terrorizing New York City dwellers. And you read headlines, 19 shocking horror stories, a nightmare that seems to never end. And you just know that these terrorists can destroy your life. Physically and emotionally, you will lose sleep, peace of mind, and any sense of normality. Socially, you will be an outcast if anybody ever finds out you've been in contact. And financially, losing all your belongings and going into debt in attempt to set yourself free from their terror. And there is nothing you can do to prevent it. One subway ride and your friends free, home free, and peace of mind free. You just hope it won't happen to you. Having young kids in the household intensifies the fear. So it all starts with me waking up with clusters of red swollen bumps in my 
on my right shoulder, on my left shoulder, going down my arm in the shape of a track. So itchy like you would not believe it. And I'm not allergic to anything, really. And even though nobody in the family was affected, just me, the suspicion starts to slowly crawl into my head. What if? Bed bugs. Okay, okay. Well, calm down. I'm not going to let just some little bugs terrorize me and my family. What I'm going to do, I'm going to inspect the bed and the mattress. And yes, I might discover bugs. They might all jump at me at once as I uncover them and start eating me alive. But I have to do what I have to do. To enable myself to face the unspeakable, I go shopping. To a convenience store to buy a bug spray to fight them. And so with my one hand holding this bug spray, I carefully expose the mattress, slowly opening up piece by piece the comforter, the pillows, the sheets. And as the mattress cover comes off, my heart, in anticipation of an apocalyptic bug invasion, just skips a beat. And I see nothing. I see absolutely nothing. Hiding, huh? I take a flashlight, nothing. Well, you messed with the wrong person. So I take the bug spray and I spray the entire area, everything, the pillows, the sheets, the bed, the mattress, everything. And sure, I'll end up sleeping in that very poison myself, but I am at war and I'm going to win it at all costs. Yet, still nothing. After waiting a few hours, I go to bed, defeated with no revenge. As it turns out, fun facts about bedbugs. One, they're very resilient creatures. And over-the-counter sprays have absolutely no effect on them except make them more alert and angry. Two, nobody has ever seen a live bedbug. They only come out when the host is in a deep sleep, as apparently the smell produced during a certain sleep cycle is what attracts them. Hmm. I wonder what kind of smell I am producing during a certain sleep cycle that they get so attracted to me. And so, to add insult to injury, a few hours after my shameful defeat, I wake up in the middle of the night, scratching myself to blood. My face, my shoulders, my hands, my arms, my legs, everything. My entire body covered in tracks of bites all over, inflamed and swollen. How much of that smell have I produced exactly? <laughs> Yet, nobody else in the family is affected. Am I the only smelly one? Am I going crazy? Has anybody at work noticed? Did I pull my skirt that high up yesterday at work when I was trying to reach that cluster of bites near my left butt cheek as I was talking to our global department head? Look at my face. It's all swollen. I can barely open my right eye. I can't go to work like that. I can't go to school to drop off my son. What am I going to tell the teachers and the parents? They, they will not accept his any longer. No more play dates. And for me at work, no more promotion that I've been working so hard for. And the itching is so intense. 
My whole body, my skin is just on fire. I cannot sit straight. I cannot focus. The only relief I can get is when I dig in with my fingers and nails deep into my inflamed flesh and take an absolute and profound pleasure in digging in deeper and deeper again and again and again, over and over and over. The more I dig in, the more I need to scratch even more. I have to stop this madness. How? I need help. For as long as it all remains confidential, of course. Exterminator. That's what I need. They save the world from the apocalypse. Do they? Never in a million years did I think I would get to see one enter my house. And so, with a glimpse of hope, I open the door and I see this tall big man with dark wavy hair generously smothered in gel, thin goatee, and a brown stripy three-piece suit and a purple tie. His main feature? Bright and shiny earring in his left ear. Man with a shiny earring, my savior. He assures me the secret is safe with him and that he's been in the business for many years now and knows what he's doing. In a very assertive manner, he orders me to take notes. Listen to me very carefully, young lady. All your possessions, the entire household, all your belongings, clothing, sheets, pillows, towels, stuffed animals, soft toys, everything has to go in a wash and dryer and then put in a plastic bag and sealed. Anything else? Coats, jackets, delicate suits, dry cleaning and bagged. Dry cleaning expensive? We are at war. Do you want to win it? I thought so. Dry cleaned and bagged. Anything else? Plastic toys, books, shoes, pencils, pens, paper, every little single piece of your household has to be dealt with. Put it in a plastic bag, or better yet, get rid of it. Or else. These terrorists, they can and they will escape and invade again. You will then need to leave everything behind and stay away for 48 hours. Your home will be treated, and the terrorists in your home will be dealt with with a very strong poison. It is not safe to stay here. When you come back, all the bags, they stay. And we attack again in two weeks' time. Happy ending should never be taken for granted. Stay strong, stay safe, stay discreet. And he leaves the house. I know I'm in good hands now. Man with a shiny earring. My savior. Bugs never came back, but to this day, I'm always ready to fight the war against the invisible enemy. Thank you. I did try and warn you, and now all we can do is apologize if you find yourself itching for the rest of the day. As an antidote, the next story is from X, who seems to have packed more adventure into his young life than most of us can dream of. And he's still alive to tell the tale. Here is X. Started from St. Petersburg in 2012, I traveled all the way to the west 
targeting Siberia rather than hopping city to city by bus or by train. Mostly, I walk in order to explore the world outside daily routine and test myself under any situations. The following episode happened during 2014 summer in Canada, just before my way bring me from Yukon to British Columbia province. Ahead was still long walk along on Alaska Highway that morning. Just beside the quiet highway, I saw a log cabin-style motel. Abandoned. <laughs> Even the door had vanished. Most likely, this one will not bring me a safe and free accommodation as last time in a jail. Still too early to go to bed. How about have an exploration? Tell by the stuff and dust. Inside, the motel was left for some year, not returned. In this 60s setting, I feel I'm traveling back to the past. Suddenly, an idea emerged. What about being a guest in the past? So I decided, forgo my daily progress. Stay in that motel for that night. <laughs> Had a general check of the building. I walk up extremely carefully on a broken and shaky staircase. The only access to the upper floor. That means save us sleep. I enter one of the ten rooms, look outside, realize the whole motel was not totally abandoned. Outside the window, pile of birds pool indicated it was still occupied by swallow, also by eggs that night. To make the bed in my room, I take away the mattress. Surprise! I unearth gray stuff. Playboy magazines. <laughs> Still legible. <laughs> to read or not to read? Why not? Unfortunately, photos of naked women do not turn me on. <laughs> I am completely strict. That's the matter of generation gap, definitely. <laughs> As the playmates inside are grandmas nowadays. <laughs> I was reading a dirty, mag dirty magazine from last century. 
1997 issue. <laughs> Spend a peaceful night without dream in the time capsule. It still surprised me another mo the next morning. In the ground floor kitchen cabinet, I found trays of canned soup with choice for red or white, and also packs of spaghettis. I'm more interested in white soup. I take a can and investigate it. It's still in shelf condition. On it printed eight-digit numbers. I interpret that as March 21st, 1981. <laughs> but no idea whether it is manufacturer day or expiry day. <laughs> In either way, the soup is, was elder than me. <laughs> While the spaghetti was contemporary, not yet expired, two more years to go. So, I left it alone. As it was left by someone recently, they may need it and come back to retrieve soon. I opened a can of year 81 soup. Out of my expectation, I saw tofu skin sweet soup rather than fake creamy soup. A moment later, I realized time made the soup went off. Tofu skin is congealed fat. To eat or not to eat. <laughs> By Napoleon order, canned food was invented to last. Why not eating? I emptied the contents into my pot, heating it up, restore its youth creamy texture. <laughs> while the color while the color was never changed throughout these thirty-three years. <laughs> I sipped the soup, swallowed. The taste of my senior was cream mushroom as today's. Finish the antique breakfast. <laughs> I, nothing unfortunate happened. I was still walking nonstop for three hours in British Columbia on Alaska Highway and telling this story after five years in Hong Kong now. Thanks for listening to today's stories brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. The music for this podcast was written and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. 모두에게 말할 이야기가 있습니다.